ABGC, Episode 6, Showtime. Scene, Hangar Bay. Morik is pacing back and forth. Behind him, a stack of shipping crates sits on the hangar bay floor. Just behind the crates, there is a large ship with its cargo ramp lowered and the last of its contents being emptied by a robotic forklift. The labels on the crates are being scanned by the outstretched arm of a three-wheeled utility robot. Come on, come on, Mork says out loud to himself. Weeks of planning have gone into this, and the stupid robots are moving in slow motion today. Mork continues pacing back and forth for many minutes. Eventually, the forklift robot offloads the final crate. The perimeter lighting on the cargo ramp begins to flash, and a series of beeps are heard. The ramp begins to raise up, and eventually seals into place, flush to the ship's hull, accompanied by a raspy hiss and an industrial clunk. A loud siren sounds off twice. And the ship begins to move away from the unloading area towed by a six-wheeled robotic taxi. Finally, Morik exclaims. The last few shipping crates are scanned by the utility robot. It gives a cheery and satisfying set of chimes and rolls off to another task. A beep comes from Morik's wrist computer. He taps the screen several times. All right, yep, there it is and prioritize for unload and inventory stock. Done. He smiles. The forklift bot maneuvers around the stack of crates and lines up with one of the stacks that is three crates high. It removes the top crate to an adjacent stack and then takes the middle crate and rolls away with it. This is gonna be great, Mork says under his own breath. Mork turns 180 degrees and walks up to one of the elevator doors and presses a button. He stands and waits for the elevator door to open. Scene. Mork's office. Mork is sitting in his chair behind his desk. He spins around in one direction then taps his fingers on the desk a few times, and then spins around in the other direction, 
and repeats the finger tap rhythm on the desk. The door opens, and a flat dolly robot wheels in with a crate on its back. It rolls over to the right side of the room and stops once it reaches the center of a yellow square painted on the floor plate. It gives off a welcoming confirmation beep, then drops its chassis a few inches to the floor, tucking the wheels up inside. Not today, robot, Morrick says in a playful voice. He stands up from his chair. He holds up his wrist and once again taps a few times on the device screen. The flat dolly robot gives a few beeps, then lowers its wheels once again, raising its chassis up. It begins to roll toward the door. This is gonna be great, Morg says again. The office door opens, and the robot rolls into the hallway with Morg following behind it. It rolls slow but steady, scanning a little barcode on the base of every wall section stud. A small etched detail most would miss if they were not deliberately looking for it. The robot reaches the main hall intersection and turns right. It continues its quiet whirring down the hallway. <laughs> this is gonna be great, Mork repeats in a higher-pitched voice than last time. The robot reaches the door to the ABGC Commons area and stops. The door opens. Immediately, the halls fill with loud arguing and bickering. The robot rolls through the doorway. Scene. ABGC Commons. Jouse and Romer are standing over a cafeteria table, arguing and pushing each other. There is a spilled drink on the table and a half-eaten tray of food. Jouse's backpack display says, ungrateful, and Romer says, piss off. Tara and Kit are next to the TV and slapping each other's paws as they repeatedly try to reach for the remote laying on top of the television. There is a commercial on the TV for Sunny Good Orange Cola, displaying the words Citrus Fresh and Solar Greenhouse, with a picture of this space station and its solar array. Rico is walking from the couch area to the cafeteria, yelling insults at Jouse. The robot rolls further in the room and then to the right. Morik watches it from just outside the doorway. Rico stops mid-stride and turns to face the crate robot. Now just what the hell is that, Rico says. Everyone in the room stops and looks on in silence as the robot parks itself in the yellow square, beeps, and lowers down. They all begin to walk over to it, failing to notice the hallway door is still open with Mork peeking in. They gather around the crate. 
The backpack display on Joust shows a question mark, and Rommers reads WTF. This can't be right, Tara exclaims. Yeah, it's gotta be a mistake, Kit says. Maybe we should buzz Morik and let him know one of the robots screwed up, Joust suggests. Rico presents a single claw from his paw and taps on the display of the robot. The display illuminates and shows a series of numbers. No, this robot has the right location, Rico states. Maybe they are finally delivering our hygiene supplies to us instead of making us go all the way down to utility storage on E-Deck. Rico takes his claw once again and presses a button on the shipping crate. A distinctive triple click is heard as the crate unlocks and the lid shifts ever so slightly. Rico stabs his claw between the lid and case of the crate and lifts it open. They all lean over to look in with great curiosity. Their eyes grow wide. Their heads tilt slightly. Their jaws drop open. Romer's backpack display says, No way! And Jouse's display just shows an exclamation point. Delivery! Morik yells from the hallway as he reveals himself. It's all for you, so dig in! They each take turns reaching in and pulling out a box item while cheering and yelling. Romer says, look, a new board game, City Collector. Jow says, yeah, and this one is called Negotiation Antidote. Ooh, they all exclaim. Rico grabs a box and says, this one is a 3D puzzle that can be built into six different space stations. And Tara says, this box says music on it and uh, I'll take that one and the oversized headphones too screw you guys <laughs> she laughs Kit reaches in and says there's a lot of different movie boxes in here this one says danger bubbles and this one says mystery traps and this one is called galaxy rambler Mark <laughs> interjecting Enjoying their jubilation, says, Hey, mystery traps. I really think all of you would like that one. Maybe, uh, you should watch it together. You know, like, uh, later today. After you get everything unpacked. Kit answers back, Sure, Jason, thank you. Rigo turns to Mork and says, Mork. It's, uh, it's pretty great. Thanks. Mork smiles. You are very welcome. I'm going to go back to my office now. I have tons of stuff to do. I'm glad everything got delivered for you. And, uh, let me know what you think of that movie. Mork grins rather sheepishly and then walks toward the doorway. He disappears down the hall, and the door closes behind him.
You know, he really came through for us, Tara exclaims. The least we could do is watch that movie he was so excited about. Yeah, let's do it, Kit responds. Kit runs over to the TV and opens the movie box. He pulls the disc out of the box and looks at each side before loading it into the player. Hey, wait a minute. The box says mystery traps, but the disc says tribes of M19. Do you think we should still watch it? Kit asks curiously. Tara walks over to the couch, sits, and gently places her box of music and headphones on the coffee table. Well, that's interesting, she says. Yes. I think we all should watch it. I think we should all watch it right now. Kit shrugs his shoulders and carefully loads the disc into the TV and is rewarded with a loading message. The others gather around the couch. Kit sits beside Tara. Jouse and Romer sit on the floor on either side of the couch. Rico grabs a stool from the bar and sets it behind the couch, right in the middle, and sits upon it. The TV begins to play a soothing melody. The opening credits on the TV screen fade out, and a nature scene begins to fade in, zoomed in on a cocoon hanging from a branch. The cocoon splits open, and an insect falls down to the leaf below it. The insect squirms and wriggles around a little bit, shedding off the last bit of the cocoon. And then it begins to find its legs, get its balance, and attempt to stand up, and spreads its wings and gives them a flutter. It attempts flight several times. Each attempt, its wings beat faster than the last. The insect takes a short rest, then tries again with new determination. This time, small holes open up on its abdomen, and they begin to spark. A few more sparks, and a few more. And then the rear of the insect becomes engulfed in a purple flame as it lifts off. The camera follows it upward into the open air. Thanks so much for listening to episode six. Big news about the online store, we've added Jouse and Romer and Kit and Tara Enrico's light fighter spaceship, all available on t-shirts. And we've added cell phone cases with your favorite characters as well. In addition, we've gone digital and you can download high quality images of your favorite characters to use as desktop wallpaper or lock screens on your phone, something like that. And we've added an 
MP3s, so now you can download all of the music you hear on this podcast. Please check it out. That's abgc.creator-spring.com. Thanks so much.